Welcome to the Book Nook. Please come in and make yourself at home. If you're new to the Book Nook, welcome. It is such a pleasure and honor to have you stop by for a visit. If you're not aware of what the Book Nook is, it is a monthly bonus show that is a branch of the Faith and More podcast, which is part of Faith and More Ministries. And I'm your host, Reverend Angel Wise. I will be sharing things with you in the Book Nook that we just don't get the time to do on the Faith and More podcast. We share and discuss things like homeopathy, aromatherapy, music, binaural beats, books, and so much more. We also have Secret Time, where we share secrets about upcoming episodes, topics, and information that those who don't listen to the Book Nook won't get. So please make yourself at home, get comfortable, get your favorite beverage, curl up in your favorite chair or couch, and blanket and enjoy. It's hard to believe that it's already October. (laughs) Here comes fall, at least for the Northern Hemisphere and spring for the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, Regardless, if you're above or below the equator, it is beautiful times, beautiful weather, uh, time to get out and about and enjoy, enjoy life, enjoy everything. Uh, Speaking of enjoying everything, I so hope and pray you all are enjoying the show, enjoying the podcast, enjoying season six, which we're halfway through. So, wow. I mean, it's just flying right on by. And the best is yet to come, folks. We've got so many great episodes forthcoming and always will, especially, you know, if spirit's still in the driving, which it is most of the time, if not all the time. You never know where you're going to end up, but you know it's going to be an awesome happy, blissful, enlightening, and awakening place. Uh, We've also got our annual Halloween episode coming up, and this one is Halloween, Samhain, and Dia de los Muertos, which is my family's favorite uh, hat trick of a holiday. And I'll be joined by my beloved and best friend, uh, spouse, partner, um, wife, literally everything haven she's agreed to do the show and that's going to be coming up in just a few short weeks folks so definitely stay tuned for that we're going to be talking about all kinds of things spiritual everything from cryptids like bigfoot to aliens to spirits to ghosts all of that in just sharing our love and fascination with said things and our background in it in uh especially some of the experiences that we've had. So it's going to be a very fun time and definitely something you won't want to miss. So we'll begin this book nook with the news. Yeah, we've got some news, uh, more information on the situation with the Carmelite nuns uh, in Arlington, Texas. Uh, We talked about them over several book nooks uh, in past months, and it's just continuing. It really is, and it's it's a tragedy and a shame that, you know, the Vatican is not doing more to get involved and to to just, you know, get this taken care of and ended in an applicable way for all parties, Um, you know, as I have noted in previous uh, book nooks that they gave the Vatican gave the Bishop who's the one that's, you know, been named as the problem of all this or the origin of the problem of all this. 
um, as the direct representative of the Pope and, and the Vatican in this case. So, I mean, that's just a huge conflict of interest. You can't have a party that's involved presiding over it. And, you know, from my understanding, nothing has been done to remedy that. But I do have an article uh, that I would like to read that gives uh, some more up-to-date information because it's, it's continuing. And this article is from NewsSky.com. And yes, as always, I will have links to everything that we talk about in the show, uh, especially articles in the show descriptions. Uh, the title is, What Have the Discoused Carmelite Nuns of Arlington Said? And discoused, for those who are new to the show that aren't familiar with that term, means they do not wear shoes. They wear sandals, but no shoes. <laughs> so on the 18th of August, a statement released on behalf of Reverend Mother Teresa Agnes Gerlach and the chapter denied claims that had been made against him. The uh, statement says, in recent months, our monastery in general and our mother prioress in particular have been subjected to unprecedented interference, intimidation, aggression, private and public humiliation, and spiritual manipulation as the direct result of the attitudes and ambitions of the current Bishop of Fort Worth. They said, it continued, our filial trust has been abused by the personal and public behaviors of a man who, in the pursuit of his unspecified personal ends, does not fear to shout at nuns or to humiliate them in private and in public when they protest that the rights have been ignored, who does not hesitate to violate their sacred enclosure through his officials and whose actions in respect of personal property and privacy are more than seriously questionable. In respect of the false statements that have been published, the nuns expressed complete confidence in the personal and moral integrity of its mother prioress and her leadership. The blistering statement ended with the nuns announcing that they no longer recognize the authority of Bishop Olson and forbid him and his officials from setting foot on monastery property. Bravo, bravo to them, man. Those women are just amazing powerhouses of strength and conviction and faith. It's just, and it's a shame that it has to come to them standing on their own against what feels like the world because the Vatican's not uh, doing anything to remedy the situation. So there's more to the article. It says, um, what has Bishop Michael Olson said? And it's from the same article. And it says, in a statement the following day, Bishop Olson said the rejection of his authority hurt me as a friend. Oh, is there any ego in that at all? I talk about a lot, all of it, hurt him as a friend, regardless of what he's done to them. See, he's on his Oh, look what they've done to me. He's the victim. He continued, thus, it is with deep sorrow that I must inform the faithful of the Diocese of Fort Worth that Mother Teresa Agnes thereby may have incurred upon herself latte sententiae excommunication. Bishop Olson warned 
that the other nuns, depending on their complicity in Mother Teresa Agnes, publicly scandalous and schismatic actions could also have incurred excommunication. He says, I stand ready to assist Mother Teresa Agnes on her path of reconciliation and healing. Previously, the bishop said that baseless and false claims have been made and caused confusion. In a video message on YouTube, great place for the bishop to do that, he claimed that the mother prioress had admitted breaking her vow of chastity and any claims of spying on the sisters were ludicrous. So we see he has not addressed any, any of the issues and violations of these nuns in their monastery. It's all about him, 100% about him. And the article continues, an interview with the Vatican. The ongoing scandal has even reached the ears of senior Catholic figures in the Vatican. Why is it just now reaching them? They gave him papal authority over this situation, even though he is at the heart of the issue. At the end of May, the Vatican appointed Bishop Olson as the Pope's representative and apparently gave him full governing powers over the priory. Another senior Catholic, however, has spoken out in support of the nuns. In a statement published on the monastery's website, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vagano praised the courageous resistance of the Texas nuns. Arch, excuse me, Archbishop Vagano, best known for publicizing two major Vatican scandals, even appeared to be critical of Pope Francis over the matter. He added, the Sisters of Arlington Carmel have an example of heroic resistance against corrupt power in the martyrdom of the Carmelites of Campion, who knew how to face the guillotine in order not to submit to the constitutional oath of a revolutionary government. And I absolutely love how the Archbishop referred to the Carmelites of Campion. Those of you who aren't familiar with the the Carmelites of Campion, check out season two, episode 12. We actually did a show on the martyrs of Campion. Amazing, amazing story. He concludes by saying, it will not be prelates without either dignity or faith who bend the bold resistance of souls in love with Christ. And I so, so hope and pray that the Vatican does something soon. I mean, this started back at the beginning of the year, and it's just continuing, and it, it shouldn't have gotten this far. It shouldn't have been this public. It shouldn't have been, you know, it's just terrible on so many levels uh, that, you know, someone in a seat of power uh, is wielding that and permitted to wield that power uh, against these nuns. And, you know, anything they do is considered against him and against their vow of obedience, which I'm surprised he hasn't pulled that flag yet, but I'm sure he will eventually, if, if permitted to continue on the current path that he's on. Um, as we learned about in uh, the past book nooks where we talked about this, is the people that donated, the family that donated the land that the uh, monastery is on said that, you know, the bishop is all about getting that monastery for himself. Uh, 
as well as the land, because there are several acres uh, that go with that land that he could use for whatever purposes he wants. Uh, so it's just really nasty. And, you know, you try to look for the light in all this, and there really isn't much. I mean, other than the light that's supporting the nuns and, and their battle and bless them for their resilience and their faith and their strength. And may they continue to battle this to the very end, because this is totally wrong on all levels, regardless of who's right and who's wrong. Um, it's just completely wrong that this, you know, uh, monastery and these nuns have just been, you know, thrown to the wayside and their rights don't matter. So what are we talking about next? How about crystals? I would like to start um, talking about crystals in each book nook, you know, a specific crystal, um, because crystals are amazing. Regardless of what your faith is or isn't, uh, they can be very, very helpful in your daily life, in your health, in your energy. And today I want to specifically talk about quartz crystals. Quartz crystals are absolutely um, my favorite crystals. And there's so many different types of quartz crystals, which we will learn about. And I have an article here, uh, which I will have a link to, of course, in the show description, if anybody wants to read it over in full. And it gives us just a general information about what quartz is and how it's made and, and all this neat stuff. Um, the article says, ordinary yet extraordinary, colorful and clear, Quartz crystals are the most common and abundant in the world, comprising the largest and most diverse family in the mineral kingdom. From ancient times to present day, quartz crystals have been a source of light to mankind, highly valued by spiritual leaders and healers, as well as scientists. The unique, excuse me, unique attributes of quartz have played a key role in mankind's evolutionary development. Composed of silicon and oxygen, which is silicon dioxide, quartz from the European cores is a key component in a wide array of minerals designated as silicates. It occurs as prismatic hexagonal crystals in compact masses and druses, as well as in dense fibrous or grainy formations without visible crystals. It is also an important mineral element in common rock, such as granite, quartzite, and nessus, and in sedimentary conglomerates like sandstone. For all its variety, when most people speak of crystals, they are usually referring to rock crystal, which is clear quartz, the six-sided prism of pure light and energy known as the perfect jewel. In its sparkling light, it contained the entire color spectrum. In the metaphysical wor world, clear quartz crystals are the supreme gift of Mother Earth. Even the smallest is imbued with the properties of a master healer teacher. Ancients believed these stones to be alive, taking a breath once every hundred years or so, and many cultures thought them to be incarnations of the divine. Today's healers agree, believing crystals are living beings, incredibly old and wise, and willing to communicate when an individual is open and ready to receive. Wearing, carrying, and meditating with a clear quartz crystal opens the mind and heart 
to higher guidance, allowing the realm of spirit to be transmitted and translated into the world of physical form. Resonating at the level of an individual's needs, clear quartz also amplifies whatever energy or intent is programmed into it and continues to broadcast that energy throughout the world and into the etheric realms. This may accelerate the fulfillment of one's prayers, intensifying healing, spiritual growth, or simply allow the crystals to hold a pattern of energy long enough and strongly enough for manifestation of a goal to occur. Quartz crystals are the manifestation of the Creator's finest hour of expression. They are windows of light with many facets, which show the myriad dimensions of life created from cosmic dust in an ever-expanding universe, divine plan, and foreordained that all expanding life revolve around one common denominator, quartz crystals. Through frozen, solidified light, all creation could be monitored and assisted through the evolutionary process. Clear quartz, pure silicone dioxide, is also called rock crystal or ice crystal from the Greek word crystallis, meaning ice. Because crystal was believed to be water frozen so hard it could never thaw, the prismatic hexagonal crystals have relatively smooth sides and naturally faceted terminations at one or both ends and may be transparent as glass, milky, or striated. Often found in clusters and ranging in all sizes, the terminations have different facet shapes depending on the rate at which they were formed. And these shapes are deeply significant. Throughout history, clear quartz has been valued by nearly every civilization as far back as Atlantis and Lumeria, where the sun's power was believed to be harnessed through a crystal as a source of solar energy refraction. They, along with Native American Indians, African tribes, ancient Egyptians, Aztecs, Romans, Scots, and countless other cultures used clear quartz in diagnostic healing, meditations, and spiritual development, as religious objects and in funerary rites, and to dispel evil and magical enchantments. So our longtime listeners know that over the course of this past year, I've been taking a lot of courses on healing, uh, specifically learning how to uh, heal and, and work with healing agents, especially, you know, crystals are a big part of that. And quartz is a huge part of healing. Um, I've, you know, become certified it, it, not only to practice, but also to teach uh, angelic healing, quantum healing, intuitive healing. Um, I'm even offering that as well. And I'll run an advert here in just a little bit on exactly that. Uh, but, you know, crystals are a huge part of so many facets um, of spirituality, um, regardless of what your spirituality is or isn't. And I highly recommend it to everyone. My wife, partner, best friend, everything. Uh, Haven has a vast knowledge of crystals. I should have her on the show just to talk about crystals sometimes uh, because she is, is of the wealth of information with uh, crystals and herbs and things of that nature. Uh, but, you know, she's been a big connoisseur of and believer in crystals for ever since I've known her. Uh, which has only been 37 years. <laughs> uh, and now um, I've got the bug, uh, the, the crystal bug. It's, it's helping with meditation. It's helping with healing. It's, 
it's just great. It's helping with just energy itself. It's really amazing and fascinating and, and mind blowing. So I'm going to go ahead and run that uh, advert real quick uh, for the healing that I am offering for anyone that is interested. My apologies for the brief show interruption. Are you in need of healing? I am beyond blessed and elated to be able to offer healing sessions to you. I am able to offer healing sessions at an intuitive, quantum, and or angelic level. The mode of healing used depends on the healing you require. We begin with a discovery call. This call lasts approximately 30 minutes. It is absolutely free and is used for us to get to know each other and explore your healing needs. After this, if you wish to continue, we will have the initial consultation call. Here I will explain to you what modes of healing I will be using, what this entails, and what to expect. This session will last one hour. The minimum donation is $20. Next is the actual healing sessions. These sessions last for one hour each. The minimum donation is $50 per session or three sessions for $100. If money is an issue for you, which it is for just about all of us, please do not hesitate to book a discovery call. Again, reminder, that is absolutely free. We can discuss during that call the minimum donation or possibly bartering, which I'm always open to. To book a session, please contact me at Faith in More Podcast at gmail.com. Bless you, and I hope to work with you soon. So there are so many different types of quartz, and we're going to cover um, as many as possible here. Uh, in this article, it says there's the types of quartz. Quartz encompasses a whole family of stones found on nearly every continent and virtually every color conceivable. In addition, to the properties of clear quartz discussed on this page. The following types of quartz have their own specific properties, some with links to their own pages. Macro crystalline varieties form crystals and have macroscopical crystalline structure. They are usually referred to as quartz, okay? The macrocrystalline varieties are rock crystal, which we've been talking about, which is clear crystal, often with a milky base, um, its properties are listed on this page, which we've talked about. Amethyst is pale purple to deep violet, known as the Bishop's Stone. It represents royalty and spirituality and is a crystal of creativity. Amitrine is a combination of amethyst and citrine in the same stone, a stone of the muses. It connects spirituality, action, and overcoming fear. Aventurine maybe green, blue, or reddish-brown with a metallic iridescence in it as a stone of optimism, leadership, and prosperity. Blue quartz, uh, which is one of my favorites, is clear quartz with tiny blue inclusions that create a pale to mid-blue color. It brings harmony and order, mental clarity, and eases fear. Citrine is transparent and pale to golden yellow. It promotes imagination, and magnifies the powers of personal will and manifestation. Milky or snow quartz, also known as quartzite, is opaque white quartz. It is supportive for lesson learning, realizing limitations, and utilizing tact. Pink or rose quartz is pale to deep reddish pink, opaque to translucent, 
a stone of love. It promotes compassion, appreciation, and soothing calm. Praise is a leek green quartzite rock rather than a mineral with actinolite inclusions and earth mother stone. It resolves conflicts and calms nerves. Praseolite is green amethyst, leek green and rare naturally. It is often heat treated. It provides a bridge between the body, mind, and spirit. Smoky quartz, which is another of my favorites, is transparent, smoky brown to dark gray. It is a premier grounding stone, dissipating emotional, environmental negati- negativity. Excuse me. Tigers, hawks, and cat's eye is quartz layered with chatillant strips of asbestos and hornblende. Tiger's eye is golden brown. Hawk's or falcon's eye is blue-black. And the cat's eye is green to greenish-gray. These are stones of action, pride, protection, and reflecting back negative energy. Crypto-crystalline and micro-crystalline varieties have a dense structure and show no visible crystals. They are often grouped together and referred to as chalcedony. They are divided into two groups, fibrous varieties, which are agates, which is usually banded in layers and forms in every color. It is a stabilizing and strengthening stone, facilitating acceptance of oneself. Carnelian is translucent pale orange to deep red orange. It is a stone of motivation and endurance, leadership and courage. Chalcedone excuse me, varies in color and pattern. Blue is a favorite. The speaker's stone. It encourages peacemaking and carefully choosing one's words. Chrysoprase is green, usually opaque, and one of the Chalcedonies rarest. It is a stone of the heart. It promotes love of truth, hope, and fidelity. Onyx is opaque, layers of black, brown, gray, black, white, or red-white, and is often carved in cameos. It provides inner strength, stability, and fortitude. And those who are interested in scrying or do scrying, onyx is a great uh, stone to do scrying in. Sard, S-A-R-D, is brown chalcedony with a reddish hue. It is a protective stone, dispelling negative influences and providing inner strength. So next we have the grainy varieties. Chert, C-H-E-R-T, is brown, gray, or black and resembles flint, but is more brittle. It aids memory and is a stone of stability and daily productivity. Flint is brown, gray, or black, solid or layered, and very hard. A stone of grounding. It promotes understanding, communication, and integrity. Jasper is opaque, large, grained, and found in all colors, most always layered or patterned. A supreme nurturer, it is revered, excuse me, revered as sacred, protective, and encourages humility and compassion. Heliotrope, or bloodstone, is dark green with red spots, a stone of the sun and legendary bearer of Christ's blood. It promotes healing, selflessness, and idealism. The list of main quartz types is no way complete. For 500 different shapes, types, of varieties of quartz crystals that are constantly being updated on this site, go to, and there is a link to it. And again, folks, that link can be found in the show description with this article. Next is uses and purposes. Quartz crystal is valued for its 
piezoelectric and pyoelectric properties by which it can transform mechanical pressure or heat into electromagnetic energy and vice versa. Its ability to focus, amplify, store, and transform energy is used throughout technology world in ultrasound devices, watches, microphones, radio transmitters, and receivers, memory chips and computers, and other electronic circuitry. Chances are the cell phone that you have or tablets you're listening to the show has some kind of quartz chip in it. The same properties of energy amplification, programmability, and memory also make clear quartz the most versatile and multidimensional stone in the mineral kingdom for healing, meditation, expansion of consciousness, communication with guides, past life recall, attracting love or prosperity, or virtually any purpose. However, with this power comes responsibility. To benefit from rock crystal's blessings, one must feel in harmony with it and deserve its gifts. Intent other than for good inevitably brings harm back on oneself. Clear quartz is excellent for amplifying the energy of other stones or to enhance groups of stones and is ideal for gridding. It is the perfect base material for wands, staffs, templates, etc. And clear crystal spheres have long been used for crystal gazing, also known as scrying. For ongoing personal energy, carry clear quartz as a tumble stone or touch as needed for an instant lift. Add quartz crystals to bath water or make an elixir or to drink or splash on pulse points for soaking clear quartz crystals in water from first light to midday. In the workplace, use as a filter against negativity and transform critical words. Crystals are professional support stones for artists, stylists, doctors and healers, inventors, musicians, and those who work in the media. Clear quartz produces a force field of healing negative ions while clearing the surrounding of positive ions, protecting the aura. It dispels static electricity and cancels out the harmful effects of radiation and radioactivity. Clear quartz brings strength and clarity to the intellect, aiding concentration and memory retention and filtering out distractions. Its hypnotic quality is conducive to sleep helping one to understand the messages and lessons conveyed during the dream state. It is also a respected stone for death, included in many rituals, cultures, and funeral rites, and placed in tombs, urns, and sepulchres. As an energy saver, clear quartz attached to the fuel line in a car is reputed to reduce fuel consumption. The article saying that, folks, not me. I... I have not done that. I just now learned this as I read that with all of you. I, I had no idea that putting a clear quartz on my fuel line uh, could help me save fuel. Um, I don't know. I think I would check with a mechanic uh, before attaching anything to your car that isn't naturally attached to your car. <laughs> Other than the smoky quartz, two of my most favorite quartz crystals are Angel Aura Quartz. Now, Aura Quartz is a quartz that has been man-manipulated. I'll explain that here in just a second. Um, so angel aura quartz. And angel aura quartz is very powerful. It is a um, quartz crystal that has an iridescent um, color to it. It has like rainbow colors 
throughout it. It's very beautiful and very powerful. I mean, just to look at it, you can feel the energy in it. And if you touch it, wow, it, it really, really charges you up. But what they do to make these aura quartz uh, crystals is they put a quartz crystal in a vacuum chamber and then they subject it to extreme heat. Now, with the angel aura quartz, in order for them to make that, they infuse it with silver, platinum, and gold particles. And then the metals enhance the quartz. So those metals with the quartz combine to make that crystal. And it's just amazing. My second favorite, or I should say another favorite, I shouldn't say second because there's there no particular order to them, is aqua, excuse me, aqua aura quartz. And aqua aura quartz is made by taking quartz, putting it in a vacuum chamber, extreme heat, and then infusing gold fumes onto it. And it gives it like an iridescent bluish color. And it is extremely powerful as well. Now, you know, for me, this it may vary. You know, again, individual soul experiences, <laughs> uh, ISEs vary. For me, the aqua aura quartz is great for protection. Um, I wear it when I work. Um, and I've noticed that, you know, you know, times where I do wear it at work, Nights tend to go much better than when I didn't. Now, is that a placebo? Is that just a synchronicity? I don't believe in that. But, you know, I believe that everything happens for a reason. Um, and, yes, the divine, the creator, all of that is responsible, as well as my guardian guides, higher self, uh, ancestors, angels, and all that help as well. But to me, with the crystal, it helps to... Um, bring that energy in. It helps them to do their job more and it helps my spirit to do its job more. Now for the angel aura quartz, I wear that during the day and I also wear that when I sleep. To me, um, it really helps for, uh, again, protection, uh, relaxation. It helps me to relax. Uh, it also is a um, thing that I use when I do um, lucid dreaming. And it's always good to have anchors or things that help you when you're in a dream state to know that if you are dreaming or not dreaming. So if I go to grab my necklace, if I go to grab the angel or quartz and it's on my neck, then I'm, I'm awake. If it doesn't, then I know that I'm asleep because a lot of times when I go to reach for it in my sleep uh, or in a dream state, it's not there. But there are some times when it is there, which, again, helps me to uh, know that I am aware in the dream state. Uh, so anyway, we'll, we'll have more conversations about this down the pike. But anyway, so those are a few of my favorite crystals, uh, quartz crystals. What are yours? I would love to know. I would love to hear from you. Just contact me, my contact information at the end of the show, at the end of every show. Share what you like. Share some of the crystals. Now, if it's in quartz, what's your favorite crystals? Let me know. I would love to include them in future book notes, and we will. We'll discover and explore more crystals um, as we go. Okay, so how about just a quick update on what's going on with me, if anyone is interested. I know we went kind of long with the crystals thing, but I think, and I hope and pray that you all found it interesting. It, it's very fascinating, and it, it's such a neat thing to get into. And it's, again, I can't possibly even begin to 
share all of the great things that it does for your prayer practice, contemplation, spirituality, again, whatever it is or it isn't. So I'm continuing my studies on the 23-volume set of the Zohar, still in volume one. <laughs> it's a slow process, and it's going to take lifetimes to get through it, but that's what it's meant to be, and it's just amazing. I highly recommend it for anyone that has the means that can afford it. Um, again, this set was gifted to me, which I'm beyond blessed uh, to have. Um, also, I am uh, taking a course titled The Initiations into the Mysteries, and it's taught by Marilyn Hughes. Uh, she's a big-time teacher on um, initiations through spirit, you know, spirit communication and spirit working and angels working with people to help them become like earth angels is what they use the term is. And no, I'm not, I'm not on an endeavor to become an earth angel. I could never, <laughs> I could never uh, qualify for that job. But, um, you know, the communication part, yes, you know, the initiations uh, into the different realms and getting the keys to the different realms and uh, different things of that nature to communicate and commune with uh, higher beings and with spirit and angels and the creator and saints and all of that stuff, our ancestors and all that I am totally in. And it's been very interesting so far. I'm just in the beginning stages. I'm about a, maybe a quarter into the class. Um, that's also a class I've been taking through Udemy. So if anyone's interested in taking that course, you're welcome to get on Udemy and and have a go. Uh, also, I've been studying the Ashtavakra Gita, which is really, really incredible. And again, uh, this is a sacred and ancient uh, uh, Hindu text. But don't let that stop you if you are not Hindu. I'm not Hindu. Um, you know, as <laughs> Belmo Belmer, the author of uh, In Their Own Words, always used the joke, some Hindu, some Hindu don't. Uh, I, I'm not a Hindu. I have nothing against the Hindu faith. Not at all. I've studied it and studied the Gita, and um, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. I, I used to be part of uh, and partial of a practicing Advaitist, which is a descendant or branch of uh, Hinduism. So, um, and that's still very part of a big part of who I am spiritually. Uh, but anyway, uh, the Ashtavakra Gita is very, very. Um, powerful in helping you to connect and realize your true self, your creation, uh, or excuse me, the creator in you that is in everything. And by reading the Ashtavakra Gita, um, it really does awaken you to that. Now, I'll see if I can find a link to a free uh, version of that online and share that in the show notes and description for anyone that is interested in it. Um, as far as life goes, life life is a blessing. You know, no matter what we face, uh, it's important that we have gratitude and that we are very realize how blessed we are. Regardless, I mean, if if I'm on my deathbed, you know, preparing to take my last breath, that's a blessing. That moment is a blessing that I have at that moment and will never have again. And it's something that we definitely need to. It's gratitude is like of the utmost importance no matter what your spiritual faith is or isn't. I mean, just to be grateful that you woke up in the morning is a miracle in and of itself because um, I'm sure we will explore this down the pike, but when you go to sleep, you are very, I mean, I should say extremely 
vulnerable and the odds of waking up aren't always in your favor. Um, really, there's a lot going on behind the scenes, um, not just uh, physically, but also spiritually. And again, we'll talk about that in the future. So it's gratitude is very important. And you know, when we wake, uh, before we go to sleep, being gr grateful for the day and kind of going over what we learned and what we've explored and what we've accomplished or what we want to do, you know, as well as setting up uh, plans for, you know, the next day. Um, prayer life. Prayer life to me is life. It's as essential as breathing. Um, to me, prayer and communion with the divine, with the creator, with whatever you want to label that, which is beyond labels, is always ongoing for me. It always is. I mean, we're constantly in, in touch, constantly communicating. And, you know, I'm trying to hone that skill to hear more, to receive more, to feel more. Uh, because for many years, I was completely oblivious to it. Uh, I just didn't feel it. Um, again, my wife, Haven, you know, our son, Talon, they both are very intuitive and empathic people. And they, they feel a lot, a lot of spirit stuff. And, you know, I can only pray that I get to their level someday. Uh, so next is the just an update on the spiritual and lucid dreaming astral projection experiment that i've mentioned uh it's going it's slow going but it's going and i am you know slowly progressing slowly making um um i don't know i guess you could say milestones <laughs> in this experiment because what my experiment is if you haven't heard in previous shows is that um I firmly believe that if I can become lucid, first become lucid in dreams and then do astral projection after the lucid dream mastery, uh, that I can, this will allow my spirit or spirit to be able to accomplish more and do more of what its tasks are here in this lifetime. Because yes, the dream state is technically not physical, but it is human. Yes, it comes from this humanness, this human being. So therefore, why not give spirit the, you know, space and time and permission to explore the dream state and to achieve whatever it needs to achieve in that? Because you know, once you become lucid or aware in a dream state, you can pretty much do anything you want to do. Um, yes, it is very difficult to stay lucid. Um, right now, I am, you know, I'm maybe a quarter of the time lucid. It's very tiring to do it because when you're lucid, it's not a, a restful sleep. It's a very active sleep. And so your brain and your body aren't really getting the rest they need. So I have to be careful not to overtax myself uh, with it. So right now it's about a quarter of my sleep time um, every day because I work nights, so I sleep days. Um, so anyway, I don't know if you all wanted to hear all that or not, but anyway, that's just the update. It's, it's extremely fascinating. Um, and no, it's not something I would recommend to everyone because it is, it is very tiresome uh, or it can be very tiresome. You have to be careful, like I said, and pace yourself. Um, but it's, it's extremely fascinating and, and something I'm definitely enjoying. And the experiment continues and will continue on for quite some time.
So my dear brothers and sisters, I so hope and pray you've at least found something interesting here <laughs> in this book. Look, yeah, it was a little different, uh, but hey, there's nothing wrong with different. Different is good, you know. So um, if you have any suggestions or ideas or something you would like to uh, here in the next book nook, or maybe even come on the show and discuss with me. I'm always open to that. My contact information is coming up here in just a moment at the end of the show. And is at the end of every show. I'd love to hear from you, what you'd be interested in hearing on the book nook, or if you would like to join me on the book nook and talk about something. Have you written a book? How are you with crystals? Are you a healer? Um, anything and everything. Let's have you on the show and we'll talk about it and share with everyone. I so hope and pray you've enjoyed the show and that you found everything that you're searching for and more here with us. Stop by anytime, all the time. You are family. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with as many people as possible. Subscribe, rate, and review. And if you really enjoyed the show, please consider making an offering. Offerings are a great way to help sustain and improve the show and the Faith and More ministry. Offerings can be made through Patreon at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash faithandmorepodcast. Next is prayers. I love to pray and our Faith and More family love to pray as well. So let us pray for you. You can email me directly at faithandmorepodcast at gmail.com. I am also offering healing sessions now that involve angelic, intuitive, and quantum healing. This is done via phone or Zoom. Due to the scope, energy, and time involved in this type of healing, there is a minimum donation required. Please contact me for more information at faithandmorepodcast at gmail.com. Also, please don't forget about our YouTube channel. There's lots of great videos there, and it gives you more of an immersive experience. Just go to youtube.com slash at faithandmorepodcast. So until next time, have a most blessed week, and know that each and every one of you are in my heart and prayers. Bless you.